right, guys, welcome, welcome to Phaser Friday. We've got season two, episode two, a big episode coming up with Raphael, owner of Build X Media. Before we dive into that interview, I want to thank our one of our season two sponsors, and that is Musk Miners. Musk Miners is based out of Grand Forks, North Dakota, and is owned by Blake and my favorite cousin, Chris. Uh, Musk Miners provides US-based Bitcoin and crypto miner sales, hosting, installation, and consultation services. If you're like me and you don't know much about cryptocurrency or how to get into it or even what it is, um, Blake and Chris do a great job of explaining things and answering questions and teaching you about the industry. They're two young guys that are so passionate about the industry and are very, very knowledgeable. Uh, they started Musk Miners to really help people get into the industry and bridge that gap while really being transparent and honest in their work. There's a lot of scams out there in the cryptocurrency world. So Musk Miners is based off of trust and you know they're US-based and they have their cell numbers and their faces on the website. So you know everything about them. You can ask questions uh, anytime. They're very, very awesome to work with and happy to help you. So if you're very, very new to cryptocurrency or you're looking to ramp up your game, um, reach out to them, you know, check out their website, check out their social media. You can find them on muskminers.com and also find all their contact information on there. So thanks again, Blake and Chris, uh, couldn't do this without you and your guys support towards phaser marketing, as well as the podcast and phaser Friday. Um, thank you guys for being a sponsor of season two. Couldn't do it without you guys. And with that, we are going to dive into the episode here. We've got Raphael with Build X Media. Let's go. All right, guys. Welcome to Phaser Friday. We've got a very special guest today. Uh, we've got Raphael Ogel on the show. Uh, he is the owner of Build X Media. How are we doing, brother? Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Excited absolutely, to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. We got to, you know, you answered the call. I gave you, you know, very, very short notice, which is my bad, but here we are. Um, no, are no, not a problem. Ready to go. Yeah, did I give you a two days or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was wait. I was expecting to be the the May uh, the, the May guest. The, I got moved off the list apparently. Absolutely, yeah. And here we are sitting on the April episode, and uh, oh, we're yeah. just gonna dive right into it. So, you know, for our listeners, if you don't mind, just kind of jumping into you know talking a little bit about who you are you know, where you're from and, and what you do in your business. Yeah, dude. Um, I'm Rafael Ogale, uh, also known in the low streets as the builder filmer. I'm a civil engineer. Uh, I'm a business and marketing developer. I'm an enthusiast for construction technologies and innovation. And uh, I run a digital agency for the construction companies of the future here in Kingston, Ontario, Canada, um, called Buildex Media. Our mission is to inspire the building of the future. Um, we help companies as a plug and play media and marketing department for today's fast moving world, you know. Um, we're helping companies adopt and adapt to new technologies like management, communication, automation technologies, as we say, um, build smarter, not harder. Um, we also are helping humanize these organizations by awakening the company consciousness and um, and the culture development, that's pretty much it. 
I love that. And, you know, you and I, you know, I'd been following some of your stuff for a little while now, but just recently had reached out to you and, you know, I'm like, Hey, let's jump on a, a zoom call or something, because yeah. I feel like we have a lot in common and we yeah. did, you know, a few weeks ago and just absolutely hit it off, which wasn't a surprise because I saw your enthusiasm and your positivity, you know, whether it's LinkedIn or Instagram, you know, when you're talking about your business or posting for your clients and, and I just, you know, really want to work with like-minded people because it's, it can get not lonely, but it, it's tough and you can't just go through your business by yourself. So I love, love to surround myself with people that, you know, are passionate about the industry and also about business and really a mission to, like you said, just advance this industry. And so uh, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, your business journey, because, you know, you, you've been doing this for a while, but recently, I mean, you're full time now. So talk a little bit about that yeah. and what that transition's like. Um, so a little bit about the, my story of how this all, um, uh, came along. Um, I, my, my mother, she's an architect. My dad is a civil contractor. So I was up, uh, on excavators and backhoes since day one and, and job sites. Uh, so it was very natural to me to be drawn to construction and uh, in my mind, it was always so clear, like I knew what I wanted to, to, to do. And um, so I, I went to university and studied civil engineering and during, well, and working all my life in summers um, in the family business, um, uh, my, my main job uh, was to, well, when I hit high school, I was uh, getting more clients for our, uh, for the for the heavy heavy equipment. So my job was literally back in the day uh, have some uh, some posters and 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 go paste them all around construction sites like uh, excavator rental and and things like that. So in my mind was always like, how can I make this my job easier? You know. Yeah. Um, so when I started university. I, I was always looking for, I was always drawn to, to technology and, and um, my mind always tried to come up with innovative ways to, to, to sell. And well, we had Facebook and things like that. But um, one day I tried uh, the idea of like, I'm going to make the Tinder for heavy equipment. And yeah. I'm talking uh, back in 2008, uh, there wasn't a lot of contact and a lot of startups around that uh yet so I, that's where all where it all started um i i hit one of my i started talking about it with one of my friends and uh we started developing an app uh called Const constructorio um in english would be like directory in in construction constructory let's call it so my idea was to make a marketplace for contractors uh at the end make my life easier and get rentals online that was pretty much it uh back then there was only listings for heavy equipment for example uh so that's how the the, the idea started and i think i was 20 22 i think uh didn't didn't uh, didn't know anything about uh developing an app developing technology startups nothing so going in uh, very naive and learning by by the hits of life and failing um, then the, the the whole initiative the momentum took us 
well, we we realized that what we were trying to do was not easy um, at all. Because once you start looking at it, it's like, damn, okay, yeah, you can you can make the contact with someone that has an excavator. Right. Um, yeah, but then who is how how is the insurance gonna work? What happens if someone steals the, the machine? You know, all these things come up. Um, but the momentum of me and, and my and my friends, my my co-founders, uh, was still on the roof. So all the momentum took us to evolutionize the project again inside the contact uh, environment, and we came up with the first. Uh, marketplace for construction materials with on-demand delivery in Mexico um, called Builder, kind of like Fiverr. Uh, it was yeah. B-I-L-D-E-R-R. Um, so that, with that one, we 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 kind of did it right. With with the constructory, we big time failed, like naive entrepreneurs. And uh, with Builder, we kind of started doing uh we read books we mm -hmm. did the homework we we did uh we took everything very lean and um we we landed a pre-seed i think it was like seventy thousand. i don't know it mm -hmm. got us started um right. and that's where i i started doing marketing for 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 the startup right. um at the same time well credit where credit is due um I saw I saw Aaron Witt, a guy my yep. age, awakening a whole industry, and I was like, "Damn!" Like it, mo it motivated me for sure mm -hmm. to do to to start uh, trying to find solutions and and create a, a better construction world from my trench. Um, it was very motivational for sure. So all that um, it, it motivated me as a well back then. Uh, 23 year old to, mm -hmm. to, to say like, okay, I can, if there's people doing cool things uh, in a huge industry, I, we can do things. Right. Um, so uh, starting up builder really took us to, to get to know a lot of people in the, in the contact industry. Um, we sat down with investors, VCs, uh, it, it got all started. And as a startup founder, you have to do everything. You have to learn everything. Right have to go deep so that's where I, I i fell in love with marketing and and i saw a lot of potential in like okay regardless of what i do uh i like this i really like that i'm also a a, a big gary vaynerchuk uh oh, yeah enthusiast and fan uh, uh, uh the gospel of gary v you know um yeah. and one of the things he said once um is uh it was treating every business as a marketing first business. Um, so regardless the product, regardless the, the service you're in, um, you should treat every idea uh, as a market, as if you were a marketing agency, you know? Mm -hmm. So before having even the real product, run it through the marketing first, do the marketing homework, do the benchmark. How are you going to sell this thing? Do you need to partner with, with influencers, other channels, get the branding, right? So get finding the solution for the marketing first, and then jump into the, to, to the next step to the product or execution. Um, Cause it, you can have the best product or the best service, but if you have bad marketing, you have nothing. And, 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 if you if you twist that, 
you can you maybe have great marketing and have a crappy service but you right. sold yourself great so so obviously nobody wants that right. but uh but proof is the point of like you have to have good marketing so in my mind i was like mm, i like i've always been uh drawn to starting small businesses and try little ideas and 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 whatever comes to mind so i was like what if i have my own media agency marketing agency mm -hmm. then then whatever comes my way i'll be able to deploy it from 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 this and run it through my little uh engine of marketing and and from there um so that's how it started so um we had to shut down builder after covid hit uh, we didn't raise capital um we didn't have the liquidity to keep going mm -hmm. so we shut down and it was for the first time that i was able to get my head up and and look like okay there's yeah. more to life than just working all day for a startup um and that's when buildx media started um it started for me trying to do marketing for my family's business and my friends businesses and then uh, then I, the brand kind of like started moving and I was like, oh, this is, this is good. Um, so other construction companies started to reaching out. Um, and that's how I, I moved to Canada to, to help a construction company, uh, get their marketing together, uh, and get started on, well, setting the marketing for them. Um, and then I, I start, well, I kept going, uh, Buildex Media kept going over here, and I was able to get in contact with more clients, and 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 that's where we are now. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy to hear your story and like just the the ups and downs because a lot of people, most people understand that you know in entrepreneurship there's just all these ups and downs and craziness, um, and it's important to realize that and it's not going to be a straight shot up, and it's not ever easy. Oh, and man. I like how you brought up Aaron Witt, and obviously you know, he's a big, big player in the industry, but it's so unique because, um, he's such a great guy and he truly just wants to like help this industry and he's on this mission. So, you know, I've gotten to talk with him. I know you have, and you just get to see like his passion and it's like, man, how, how can we help? And, you know, it's almost like we're that all word. in this. Yeah. You're all in this together in a sense of like, you know, it's in my mind, there's, zero competition, especially when you're global or in the country, because there's just too much business to go around that need to be helped. Oh, and yeah. you and I have talked about that too, of, you know, our client base. And it's like, yeah, how can I help you? And how can you help me? And just, it's really, how can we help this industry? And I think that's, you got to come from that, you know, from your foundation instead of just, you know, shooting for, even like the money, like the money comes if you have that solid foundation of trying to help the industry, but, um, you know, you got to set your principles straight. And a lot of it is in the people you work with and the people you network with. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh as you said, this thing is, uh, well, the whole industry has been the same all across the world. So making the dirt world a better place. Well, for me, it was always kind of like, well, the I, I assume the dirt world as as the construction, uh, even though that obviously in emphasizes more like excavation, mining, and mm -hmm. and the actual dirt. Uh, but I feel it's it's all connected. Like um, construction, uh, I, I, Buildex Media, we have 
uh, we have had mo most of our clients are residential uh, builders, for example, people that are building homes. And, um, and we are all struggling in the same problems. Um, we are all suffering from labor shortage, uh, right. more hitting here in Canada the, than the States. Yeah. Uh, at least uh, States has Mexico closer. Shout out to all the yeah. Mexicans, all the Mexicanos chingones working in building America. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it, it was, it was easy to, well, it was very motivating to see like, okay, this is a huge mission and, and we, it, it one person is not going to solve it, you know? Right. So it's very refreshing to connect and, and grow the network of people attacking and, and doing the same, attacking the same problems and trying to have the same initiatives um, all across, well, in this case, North America. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's fascinating to see. Yeah. It, you know, when you talk to yourself, myself, Aaron, even, you know, Forrest with Eagle Eye Productions and, Daniel Yates. And you, you talk to all these guys and you realize that there's this passion here and you can't work with every single business. So it's like, okay, you know, where do you work best and how can I like refer people your way and really just finding out, you know, where your strengths are and, you know, niching down into those strengths and really becoming the best at it. And then, you know, if there's something where you're not very great at, look at referring out to some of these other guys that can really take care of these clients. And, that's a, it's built like this ecosystem of just like great business people that are on fire for this industry. So it's oh, been yeah. fascinating. You know, for me, we, we officially niched down probably like six or eight months ago, something like that. And, you know, phaser has been going on for um, a few years now and it uh, my world has opened up now that we're specific in the dirt world yeah. and it um, it's an amazing industry. And I guess, yeah, what makes it different and why do you love working in the construction I, space? I, I, I think that there, there isn't a more exciting time to be in this industry than, yeah. than right now. And, and on top of that, it, it's the most exciting time to be in this industry and be young. Cause we're yeah. going to see this industry go bananas i'm so excited yeah. for what's coming in in our lifetime and and how construction is gonna evolve and how technology it's gonna come and well it's already here mm -hmm. uh and and change the game uh i heavily believe that uh things are gonna go bananas like the in the good sense like yeah. uh construction as we know it and the traditional way of building it's going to change so, so much in the next years. Mm -hmm. um, my personal mission as a civil engineer, I was like, okay, I want to, I, I want to make a construction company, but, um, but the construction company in my mind, uh, it's, it's not even uh, real yet, or, uh, you know, I, I want to build a construction company of the future complete pretty much relying completely well testing the idea of relying completely in automation and technology for example a very disruptive construction company that's a, a goal goal in my life i don't know how how far am i from that but uh, it will that's where my imagination goes uh with all the things that that are coming the 3d printings um the modular construction there's a lot of things going on uh i i try to deep dive 
into the the new things that are coming, the new companies, the new startups around the the, the construction, bringing innovation. Um, for example, there's a there, there's a new company called SkyMule, I think, uh, and they do they they are automating drones to tie the rebars of a steel grid. You know, like that was one of the most painful things for a, a human to do, just being hours under the sun, just tying stupid nuts around rebars. And now, thank God, there's a drone that you just let it free and starts tying these things. So I think that robotics definitely are going to come and alleviate some of the the difficult tasks um, for for people. Um, Also, I think that well, facing the labor shortage that, that, that we're having, um, technology, ha- oh, yes, the thing that, for example, I'm going to throw some some numbers on the table to make, mm-hmm. to give this the, the, some, some, some value here. Um, I have numbers from Canada. Uh, approximately 228,000 individuals will be entering the industry over this next 10 years. But in this next 10 years, the industry is going to lose 260, leaving a recruitment gap of 31,000 workers. But then uh, if you couple that with the demand of growth, Mm -hmm. you're talking about uh, 80,000 individuals that the industry is going to need. And for example, what we're doing, uh, helping companies uh, become more consciousness, uh, more conscious and, and, and more attractive for recruitment. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's the first thing that, that the first solution we need to, uh, address and creating better environments for working and creating better culture and having everyone, um, well, making, not having that kind of, uh, cowboy culture, you know, uh, which is fine, but, but it's, it's really scaring some people out. And, and so it's adapt or die. That's definitely the thing that we have to do and we're doing, but over the next five years, it is very unlikely that we're going to be able to bring enough people into the workforce to solve the the labor shortage, at least here in Canada, it's looking tough. Um, so that's where tech it's, it's becoming very attractive. Um, there's a McKin- uh, McKinsey analysis that supports that, um, shows that higher uh, robotics, bringing robotics into the construction uh, will increase obviously the productivity and, and autonomy and will add around $1.6 trillion to the construction global value. So we're about to see the construction go bananas in my mind. Um, I'm a little futurist. But uh, I get excited by, by thinking yeah. the way that workers and builders are going to be assisted with, I saw a video of a robot, uh, a humanoid robot, but this thing was grabbing a, a piece of wood, putting it and nailing it down with his gun hand. It was like, yeah. okay, well, yeah, sure. <laughs> Leave the robots that. You know, so it's going to be also very interesting to see how the work and how the jobs in the construction are naturally going to evolve. We can see mm-hmm. that in the in the dirt world already. We, we're having heavy equipment, totally autonomous, well, not totally autonomous, but remotely controlled. So like, OK, at least well, they're, they're starting with the skeet steers, but I know there is yeah. also dozers already uh, remote control. 
so that's natural how now the operators are becoming now Fortnite players, quote right, unquote, yeah. you know, kind of, <laughs> um, or, but it's, it's, I think it's rather than being scared of like, Oh, uh, carpentry carpenters are going to lose their jobs. No, no, no. It's, it's let's position ourselves in the, in the, mm. in the other side, like these robots are going to need expertise and human inputs at the end. Yeah. Machines are machines. You put something in and someone has to put some, put the information. Right. right. So it's, it's a very interesting time. I couldn't be more excited. Yeah. It's so interesting. And it's cool to hear your point of view on it too, because you know, you just can dive into the future of construction and not saying that it's, yeah, you're not saying it's a guarantee, but it, you can feel that shift kind of making its way. And so what you see is, is this future of, okay, you know, like that drone, it's just, that's, they, they have the capabilities and they can do it. And it's just a matter of when, and then, you know, for us, it's, yeah, it's not all a bad thing. You know, there are some bad things that come with anything, but really it, the biggest problem right now that we're seeing and that you're seeing is this labor shortage. And so what we're trying to do is, you know, market their companies to attract the younger generation and bring in the, the new influx of workers. So, um, you know, you're going to need people no matter what, but also the robots and the technology can certainly help the way we do business. Oh yeah. It, it it's, it's definitely a human first industry. Mm -hmm. And I see that forever, even is the same example as it's just going to change the way we do things. And maybe sure. now the heavy tasks and the painful stuff now. Yeah if leave that for the robots and, right. and, and humans, let's transition to more decision-making, uh, something that you wouldn't trust a, I wouldn't trust a autonomous well, a doser. I don't know. Right. <laughs> it, it gets, it gets hacked and just smashes anything. You know, you, you never know. We need humans. That's the yeah. bottom line. Um, but yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting. Uh, you can see that with, for example, what was an architecture 20 years ago? It was someone that dr literally dragged a pencil across a paper and drew plans and blueprints. Now, an architect, it's a purely digital yeah. task, uh, uh, a purely digital design, no paper. And uh, pretty much you have to, to be a computer geek nowadays to to be in in construction. Um, so we all, we are all moving, even operators, you know, I love how now, uh, I'm used to, well, uh, the only excavators that I've been into, like have no technology of like, right. Uh, computers that tell you the level or how deep you can go. I've, I've, I haven't had the chance to, to see that live. I've obviously I've seen videos, but I, I, I found that exciting. Like it's making yeah. our jobs easier. Absolutely. It's making it easier and more accurate. And if you can do that in a way that, you know, makes you more efficient, I mean, it's tough to argue with wanting that. So um, I'm going to try and, you know, transition a little bit here more towards build X media. So, you know, you are open for business essentially. So like, yeah. who is, who is your client that you're looking for? Like if you could just describe like your perfect yep. client sitting there, uh, who would that be? And what would their demographic be looking like? Well, um, we're looking for the construction companies of the future. Um, uh, I've created, we, we have created a lot of synergy with, with companies that are 
um, obviously one of the signs is like they they get social media and they get yeah. the power of how companies need to adapt. And mm-hmm. as you said it, uh, how can we how can we make this attractive for for the next generation? You know, right. like the the tech industry has done a great job with that. Uh, it's our turn, you know. Um, so yeah, companies that that have a, a sense of today's world, it makes mm-hmm. uh, it, it makes it easier to 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 be on the same page. And uh, companies that are that, that are implementing technology in some way, not necessarily, but uh, it's very cool to to bring new ideas to the table and being able to. M- well, we find at Buildix Media a lot of value in in um, using technology, even if, if it's like uh, communication. How are you communicating with your team? Right. What tools are you using to to manage your your projects? You know, so right. any company that that has a vision and and, and are not scared into adapting new technologies and yeah. testing because it's uh, we're all up for that um but yeah mainly that we're we're also we're trying to figure out we're constantly trying to figure out a build media like okay what should we we right now we have uh companies in the excavation mm-hmm. area a lot a uh, couple of residential like should we micro niche or um i'm personally i i i would like to to work with startups in in the mm-hmm. construction in the contact environment and and a lot of designers and uh, engineers in in the BIM all the modeling all these visualizations um, renders I love that um, yeah. so yeah I anything that has some innovation sauce on it absolutely yeah it sounds so are you thinking just in Canada for now or are you, are you- going down into the States or Mexico or what kind of, where's your region? Yeah. Well, um, well, my first clients were, I'm, I'm from Mexico. So my first clients were in Mexico. And, mm-hmm. uh, now that I'm here, they're like, well, whenever you come back, please let's do some videos. Yeah. I was like, sure thing. Um, yeah, we're trying to grow, uh, mainly here in Ontario right now. Yeah. Cause, uh, we're trying to, we're trying to grow right yeah, we want to. We don't want to grow and 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 not being able and, and not be able to deliver what we want to deliver with our services. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, services that don't don't demand uh, travel. Well, it might be expensive for to fly us out to the states. Depends where. Maybe New York is right. close uh, to Ontario. Yeah, yeah, we're open. We're open for business anywhere. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I mean, you know. I would just say you don't want to sell yourself short either because I've seen your work and a lot of people have seen your work and you guys do killer shots. And so it's like, if you Thanks, just man. throw your, your fee out there and just say, you know, yeah. to get us on site in New York or you know Boston or wherever their company is, you just set your price and you, you know, you factor in your overhead and your profit and you know, what you need to have a successful Good. business. Good. Honestly, like a lot of businesses, if they believe in what you do, they'll say, no problem. Um, you know, jump on the next flight out here. This was just a free facer consultation. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do that for sure. We're going to Abs- do that. Absolutely. And, and you know, it's just, 
everyone's not everyone's right for your price too. And I guess I've learned that, you know, growing through the business of just, yeah, just own your prices. And then what we've done, you know, which were similar to what you do, but then when you hear you explain it, you realize how different we are. And we just do digital marketing for excavation companies in between the one to $10 million in revenue. And the reason we stuck that revenue mark on there is because we realized that our fees were were pretty high for somebody that was, you know, maybe in the $300,000 range. And it just, that relationship was a little bit tougher because, you know, each night they were, you know, thinking about that money that was going out where we wanted the relationship where it was long-term vision the whole way. And the, the monthly fee didn't affect them as much as far as like their, you know, day-to-day stuff. So the one to 10 million, we realized, okay, once they hit this point, they have X amount free cash flow. Typically, you know, they've got this many employees, they've got, you know, you kind of figure out the industry and then you set your prices towards that. And that's helped us. And it's also helped, helped us uh, talk to other companies, you know, like you and Aaron and these other guys in the industry. And we're like, we do one to 10 million. Like that's who we work with. Who do you work with? Who's your perfect ideal customer? Cause honestly, if we have a, you know, I had like a, I think it was like a $30 million company that I was talking to the other day and they weren't like asking to hire us really, but I asked them questions about like, okay, what's your marketing situation like? And for them, they already had a full marketing department, which didn't surprise me. And that just shows that that's why we're not a good fit. Cause we love working with the companies that, you know, maybe is um, three employees to 20 employees where they don't have a built out marketing team and they need help doing it. So we, you know, kind of just established that. And then those bigger companies will refer out to certain agencies and the smaller companies, you know, that are under a million will either keep um, sending them advice and tips and helping them get to the million, or if they need something now, you know, we'll send them to another agency. So it just really helps working with having good people in your corner to be able to send business to. Oh oh, oh yeah. And, and and I love that. Yeah. Defining um, sounds weird, but who can afford you? Cause it it, it is real. It is real that um, I've also done like, freelancing jobs Mm -hmm. for creative jobs uh and it's funny how you can see it like sometimes when it's someone like an individual paying for like editing a video oh they're trying i don't know you're asking for three thousand out of 300 bucks they're like oh can you do 250 like yeah (laughs) and then companies are just like Oh, 300. Yeah. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> it's the same uh, at a different scale, obviously. Totally. But, and it's, yeah, it, that's so funny. You bring that up just because, you know, sometimes, you know, your the lower paying clients can be, you know, the most work and the higher paying clients, it's like, oh yeah, sent the invoice or, you know, sent, sent the payment. Yeah. And yeah. it, um, not that lower paying clients are bad, but you just also have to kind of own which market you're in. Are you going for volume, like more clients, or are you going for less clients, higher dollar value? And then you just roll with it from there. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, yeah. That's uh in in I think I I we we kind of did that indirectly. Like mm-hmm. we assumed we started knocking on the doors that we knew were in the range that like big companies that 
more than 10 employees definitely yeah. in in companies that are out there building big things um but yeah yeah definitely taking it taking it in in consideration absolutely um you know and then kind of want to switch gears one more time here and talk about you know we mentioned it earlier just about uh people in business so if you could just touch on why and how people are so important in business like whether you're trying to grow your company or grow somebody else's company through marketing yeah. like what is it about people that you should have your focus on uh, good question um i i've always done businesses thinking in marketing thinking that there's no businesses there's people sure yeah you know there there's people doing business with more people maybe they're yeah. a group of people but uh there's people so at the end i've always tried to approach business with as as the most uh human or as the most most approachable you know all my with all with all the partners that we work with uh in the first discovery session that that we have i really try to to place ourselves as another employee like you just hired us for your company, you know, like we work in your company uh, mm -hmm. as a part of the team um, and creating that direct bond, uh, like shoulder to shoulder and, and getting to know these people. I add everyone on social media, like I, yeah. I like to, to, to get to know the, the, the real persons. Um, I find a lot of value there and it's mutual, you know, like yeah. being open and, and like, this is who I am. Any questions, please feel free to ask me and having th that sense. Uh, I think it's very important. So yeah, creating relations, creating strong relations are important. Of course, business is business. Uh, mm -hmm. you can do business with your friends, with your partners, with everyone, but business is business and, and, and being responsible on those lines. Um, without have without involving the the personal uh the personal relationships in right it's important but um yeah i think it's it's it should be the number one way to do business like become well become approachable be human like empathize yeah. um and create that relationship um yeah prioritize the relationship maybe right. the, the business won't go up doesn't do good because things change uh they don't need the service anymore or whatever happened the business sh shuts down but having that relationship uh it's it's forever yeah definitely and just yeah taking care of people you know that's that includes your team that includes yourself that includes your clients even even people that aren't your clients you know be a good person be approachable like you're saying because Maybe 90% of the people you talk to aren't ever going to be a client of yours, but it doesn't mean you just, you know, treat them like crap and then yeah. kick them to the curb, you know, don't burn any bridges and be a yeah. good person. Because a lot of times those are the people that are sending you referrals or those are the people that are shouting your business's name. So, um, yeah, yeah to me, it, it's, it's a no brainer of just taking care of people. And I, yeah, I don't know if you do this in your business, but we vet our clients pretty heavily and we, we want to make sure that they're doing the things right. As far as like, are they delivering on their projects? Are they taking care of people or are, do they have a horrible reputation of, you know, screwing people over or burning all these bridges? It's, yeah. you know, we, we want to work with the people that are doing it right at the core, because in my opinion, there's no amount of marketing that can kind of save that 
for the long haul. Maybe in the short oh, term, no. you can you can see the the money come in, but for the long haul, um, people see right through that. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, fun story. Well, I I've been well. I was I first started my professional career in in Mexico, mm-hmm. um, and it's 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 funny uh, not to go political, right? Um, but moving here to Canada, I found that man doing like the best business owners that I've met. They're the best business owners because they do things right. Mm-hmm. Like the, their main goal is not to screw someone over. Sure. Their main goal is, is to keep things right. And I love that because that socially, that social pressure is based on doing good. You do good. People will refer you. Right. You, you bring goodness. You're going to move forward, you right. know? And, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of contrast. See, uh, coming in in Mexico, it's not usually like that. Like, you, there's a lot of cases of like, you're like, oh, this son of a bitch. Yeah, you, yeah. Everyone knows it, and and still, you know, doing doing great. And but I like that, at least in the, in I like systems where goodness is applaud. Yeah, totally, and. Um, it's just, you know, you, like you said, you just kind of comparative, like the best business owners, just like they get it and they just take care of people and they, they want to take care of their business and themselves and their people and just do good, you know, do good things. So, um, one thing I was thinking about the other day is how are you so positive? Um, I think I'm, I'm, you know, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Uh, and that, is the main fuel for my positivity. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I've seen, I've seen terrible things have like, I've seen too much yeah. shit that just being very conscious of like, man, I'm grateful. I grateful that I get to wake up and do what I like and help others, help companies be in the industry that I love um, building the future like I, how can I, obviously then daily things can stress mm-hmm. and overwhelm, but just relying on the most, whenever you go on a dark thought, like be grateful, like, yeah. man, it's one in a trillion, the statistic to be alive, like, ah, yeah, screw it. Go for an ice cream. You're alive. Yeah. <laughs> Don't stress about it. Uh, down to the bottom line. So yeah, gratefulness for me. And, um, that that fuels my positivity. Yeah, I love that, man. And I just, you know, gratitude and also, um, you know, just perception on, you know, you could always you could view any situation as a bad thing or a negative oh, yeah. you know, in your life. But you can also do the opposite. And you can say, Okay, well, what is good about this situation? And yeah, like you said, not everything is rainbows and roses every single oh, yeah. day. But it's your bigger picture, your perception, your why, you know, why yeah. are you Doing I, this. How I, are you doing this? That was one of the values that I that I try to push in Buildix Media. Heavy, mm-hmm. be positive. But being positive doesn't mean that you have to ha- be happy and agreeing yep. with everything. Doesn't exactly. mean that. Being positive means to bring you bring your enthusiasm. Like bring bring you can you can like try to think the most positive way. You know, yeah. like be micro pessimistic but macro 
micro pessimistic, but macro optimistic. Yeah. Like that's the only way to, to move forward. Being micro pessimistic. Yeah. It takes, it makes you evaluate like, okay, mm. what if this goes wrong? But you won't go anywhere if you're thinking that this will fail. So you right. have to be optimistic. Absolutely. Big picture. Um, yeah. So last question here before we wrap up. So for people listening, maybe they want to start a business. Maybe they are in marketing and they want to kind of start an agency. Maybe they're in the construction space. And they want to start an excavation company. What yeah. would you say, you know, what would be a, a piece of either branding advice or business advice that you'd give to somebody that hasn't yet started a business that really wants to? Okay. I'm going to take up an approach on general business. Um, yep. So I believe that happiness and fulfillment do not come from pleasure, but from meaning and purpose. Uh, and I was actually talking to one of my friends the other day who was struggling like professionally, yeah. um, like not liking what he was doing, not knowing where to go. Um, so I, I, I think having that pausing, whatever you're doing and having that moment to, to have some introspection and figure, figuring yourself first to know like, what do you want to do? What makes you happy? A, a simple exercise. If you had to start your YouTube channel right now, yeah. what would you talk about? Like, honestly, like what could you talk about for hours mm -hmm. uh, and, and be entertained and happy? And maybe that in some, for, for, for some people that might not be a business idea or, right. or even business, maybe it's art, but it really taps on the passion and that's where you kind of want to focus or follow the light mm -hmm. like maybe yeah maybe not all passions can become a business but but maybe tapping or, or stepping into your passion can open the doors alongside and be like oh that's a good business opportunity and right. it's about painting that i love you know who knows um so introspection would be my 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 tip kind of like find figure yourself first what mm -hmm. what gives you meaning what what gives you purpose to to get out get out of bed and from there see seeing if it aligns with your with your current business or or try to make it um fit it in, into your business idea or, or or your new business uh at the end businesses should be the vehicle to your to your mission to your uh, yeah, to your purpose. So I think aligning that, having the time to to sit down and introspect on what makes you happy. And if you're young, like, do it like mm -hmm. it, it would there have the have that you have, we have the time to risk it. Like we have the time to have the craziest ideas or, or the craziest passions and try to do them and maybe fail. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, but going for it. Raphael, I appreciate that answer a ton. I mean, it's just, you can hear the, you know, the bigger picture of just the passion and finding your why and doing it, you know, especially like you said, if, if you're younger and you're thinking about it, it's, I hate to say it's not as hard as it looks, but just getting your, your first foot in and talking exactly. about something that interests you, uh, you can definitely do it. So yeah. uh, as we wrap up here, what's a good way for you know people to contact you, people to follow along with what you're doing, either personally or at BuildX Media? Like how can people find um, you and reach you? Yeah, uh, we are in all platforms and social media as BuildX Media. 
And uh, you can follow my personal account, uh, Builder Filmer, uh, to follow my my adventures in the construction world. Um, uh, I'm I'm still not following Gary Vee's uh, advice to post four TikToks a day. I'm trying. Um, that's but, a lot. Uh, we're, but yeah, <laughs> that's a lot. But we're all trying. Um, yeah. So yeah, Buildex at Buildex Media and at Builder Filmer. Wonderful. Well, hey man, I appreciate it. I appreciate the the time you took out of your day to jump on Phaser Friday and just the oh, expertise, you know, the insight, the perception you give. I love having these conversations with you. I'm excited to continue these on oh, yeah. for for many years to come. And hopefully, you know, brother. And I'll I'll be seeing you at Con Expo. So. Oh yeah, Connect for 2023. Let's go. Let's go. Thank man. you, Luke. Thanks for the space and and, and for the time. Uh, thanks for uh, all the Phaser team that make this happen. Thanks. Absolutely, man. Well, uh, we'll be seeing you soon. All right.